Hello, friends, and welcome to Bible in a Year. At least, I think that's what I'm going to call this. I don't really know because I don't know what I'm doing. But uh, here's the story. So my friend, Meg Hunter-Kilmer, has a blog called Held by His Pierced Hands, and she also has a uh, podcast called Hobo for Christ because that's what she is, and she's amazing. And she published a challenge to read the Bible in one year. It's not chronological. It's just... Every day, here's some stuff to read. 365 days. And I decided I wanted to do that. But I don't, not very good at, at committing to things. So I thought, hey, let's make it harder for yourself. And record a little bit. And then maybe there will be other people who also want to read the Bible in, in a year. Uh, but, but they're like me. They don't really get much chance to like sit down and actually like do things. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to record it every day and uh, see how far I can get. And maybe if there's somebody else who, you know, you're washing the dishes or driving your car, whatever, and you, you want to listen to this, well, here we go. All right, so uh, the first passage that I'm reading is from First John uh, ch- chapter 1 to 3, verse 10. Here we go. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and touched with our hands concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest, and we saw it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing this, that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not live according to the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing this to you so you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the expiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we may be sure that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, but disobeys his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, in him truly love for God is perfected. By this we may be sure that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked. Beloved, I am writing to you no new commandment, but an old commandment which you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new commandment which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in the darkness still. He who loves his brother abides in the light, and in it there is no cause for stumbling. But he who hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness, and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I am writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his sake. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. 
I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the eyes of, and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not the Father, but of the world. And the world passes away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, they were not of us, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out, that it might be plain that they are not of us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, you all, and you all know. I write to you, not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and know that no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. He who confesses the Son has the Father also. Let what you have heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you have heard from the beginning abides in you, then you will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is what he has promised us, eternal life. I write this to you about those who deceive you. But the anointing which you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. As his anointing teaches you about everything, it is true, and is no lie, just as he taught you, abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears we may have confidence, and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know he is righteous, you may be sure everyone who does right is born of him. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it does not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he appears we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who does right is righteous, as he is righteous. He who commits sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God commits sin, for, God natures, for God's nature abides in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. By this it may be seen who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does it do, whoever does not do right is not of God, nor he who does not love his brother. Okay, our next section is the first of the Psalms. I love the Psalms, but I've never read them all. So here we go. Here's the first one. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he mediates the day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish." And the last section for today is Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 to 17. This is the genealogy of Christ. Now, before I get into this, I have to tell you a story. 
Um, and hopefully I won't cry when I talk about this. But um, uh, when I was young, and my whole life, I had a beloved priest, and his name was Father Joseph. And Father Joseph passed away a little over 40 days ago. And I know because uh, every day after his death, um, I received email updates that was prayers for the repose of his soul. Um, it was very, it's been very difficult because I live very far away. I couldn't attend the funeral. I couldn't see him. I haven't seen him actually for over two years, um, before he passed away. The only way I got to talk to him, I sent him an email. I know he read it, but I didn't get to talk to him. I didn't get to go to his funeral. And the only thing I got were these emails every day for the prayer. And uh, the reason I bring this up is because Father Joe used to re- had a special way he would read this particular reading. And I always remember it. And it's always different and from the way that other people read it. And they, it's because he had a, his translation of the Bible was very old. And so, you know, in the usual region, versions that we read, it's, oh, so-and-so was the father of so-and-so. But the way Father Joe read it was, you know, so-and-so begat so-and-so. And it was just really, I don't know, like, it was special. So I'm going to read this to you. I'm reading, uh, I forget the name of this translation. It's a good translation, but but it's not what Father Joe read. So here we go. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, and Ram the father of Aminadab, and Aminadab the father of Nashan, and Nashan the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by, by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David the king. And David was the father of, father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam the father of Abijah, and Abijah the father of Asa, and Asa the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat the father of Joram, and Joram the father of Uziah, and Uziah the father of Jotham, and Jotham the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz the father of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh the father of Amos, and Amos the father of Josiah, and Josiah the father of Ch- Chikonia and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation to Babylon, Jeconia was the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel the father of Jerubabel, and Jerubabel the father of Abud, and Abud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Akim, and Akim the father of Eliud. And Eliud the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar the father of Mathan, and Mathan the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called the Christ. And so all the generations from Abraham to David were fourteen generations, and from David to the deportation of Babylon, fourteen generations, and from the deportation of Babylon to the Christ, fourteen generations. All right, I hope you really enjoyed that. I enjoyed reading it. Um, Those of you, if anyone here is an expert in pronunciation of biblical names and I butchered them. I apologize. Uh, I'm not an expert, but it was really fun to read that. Um, and I hope you guys will stick with me. And if this bored you, I'm sorry. 
Uh, if you're listening out of pity for me, thank you. Uh, and if I'm just talking into the void, that's okay too. Have a great day and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you.